Well, this is John Katzmatidis, and uh, uh, we now go to China. We have one of our biggest experts in China uh, on the phone, uh, Gordon G. Chang, and one in the studio, Ed Cox. Well, Gordon, is, is China trying to infect the world three uh, again? It's uh, three years since January 2020, uh, and now it's uh, January 2023. What, what, what's your opinion? Well, Happy New Year, John. And, and yes, it certainly does look that way because as the Chinese regime knows, um, the COVID-19 is ripping through the country. So, for instance, on one day, December 20, the National Health Commission estimates 37 million people were infected. But as the outbreak has grown to immense proportions, the regime is allowing outbound travel. And that mimics what it did in 2020 when it lied about contagiousness of COVID-19. It said the the disease was not contagious. And then it pressured other countries to take arrivals from China while it was locking itself down. This looks like a replay of 2020. And the the first Chinese to show up and half the plane uh, was affected with COVID was in Milan, which is where COVID first entered into uh, Europe. What did Italy do? Did they turn back those passengers, Gordon Chang? What they did was they tested them on arrival. There were two flights, one from Beijing and the other from Shanghai. And almost 50% of the arrivals on those two flights had COVID. And I believe they they sent them back, Um, but that was not reported. What's what's the connection between Milan and uh, and China that the Chinese? That's the first place that the the Chinese came to. It's the uh, fashion industry where there are a lot of Chinese workers and Chinese companies, and so there's always been a lot of travel between China and northern Italy, specifically Milan. And also, uh, Gordon Chang, I wanted to bring your attention to former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. He was on the Cats Roundtable this past Sunday, and he said something very interesting about the fact that the Chinese are now traveling all over the world, specifically because of the Lunar New Year. I mean, I think it's half the population. Take a listen to what Pompeo said right here. Just as in the spring of 20, he sent people around the world who he knew were infected. He's doing the same darn thing again. He's going to infect millions more. We shouldn't let that happen. What do you think about that, that he is President Xi? Oh, I think that uh, Secretary Pompeo is absolutely right, and we should be prohibiting all arrivals from Chinese soil. Um, You know, a lot of epidemiologists don't like travel bans, but the point is uh, they do work, especially if they're put in place early and they're rigorously enforced. And even if the disease is already here from China on this new wave, we got to remember that the death of any one more American is unacceptable. The problem here is that China is not sharing sequencing data, so we don't know what's going on with the disease in China. The only way that we can figure this out, Lydia, is when planes arrive, they test the wastewater to see what's in the poop. And, and really, that's the point uh, we're reduced to. China should be sharing this data, but it's not. And so, therefore, we shouldn't be allowing anybody from China into the United States at this point. So, Gordon, we do not know if this is a stronger variant, uh, a more vicious variant. I don't variant. think they know what the, which variant it is or if it's a new one. We know some things about it for, because people have arrived, but we don't know anything from China because China's not sharing anything. So, for instance, we don't know um, if this is mutating, which it probably is because it's ripping through 
um, estimates 800 million people this winter, and that's on the low end. Also, we don't know about the pre- uh, the presence of other diseases, so we're in the dark. I mean, this is unprecedented for a country not to share sequencing data, and I think that this is intentional. Um, so in these circumstances, why should we allow anybody from China onto our soil? Do we have any idea the number of deaths? Because China's got a proportionally old population. Uh, do we have any idea the number of deaths uh, to date in China? People are talking about 5,000 deaths a day. Um, the regime has reported about seven, about uh, 13 deaths, I think, since <laughs> the beginning of December. But it's running about 5,000, 6,000 a day, according to Airfinity, which is a London-based health researcher. Um, and they estimate that uh, when this is over through the winter, there'll be 1.7 million deaths in China. Wow. Other people say a little bit less. Some people say more. But um, clearly, we have seen from the videos um, of these um, corpses that are lying around the streets. And in Shanghai, the crematoria are so busy that uh, Chinese people are cremating their relatives on the street. What? Don't they have the facilities, the hospital facilities to take care of? No. Say that one again. They're cremating people on the streets? Yes, there are videos which you can find of people cremating their relatives on the streets because the crematoria are completely backed up. Um, oh we have God. seen these people are dying. People are dying at a frightful pace, and really, what if you if you think back to 2020, um, the whole idea in the United States and other societies was to flatten the curve so that there wouldn't be stress on hospitals. What China has been doing is compressing the curve. That's the um, inevitable result of their decision on uh, December 7th to basically repudiate the whole notion of zero COVID and just take down all the controls. So we're at a point in China where they didn't build ICU beds in anticipation of an outbreak of disease because they were so focused on trying to prevent transmission. They did not think about what to do should there be Big outbreaks. Now, and on right the phone now, uh, with us, uh, calling in at the same time, and maybe Gwen Chang, you hold on for a minute or two, we have Dr. Peter Michalos, and I don't know if Dr. Peter Michalos has any comments on this before we go on to his subject. Well, one of the problems, I think, that was that in China, they've been in severe lockdowns, and communities that have been in lockdowns, their immune systems have been in hibernation. So the sudden release of people out and about without proper uh, immunity and the buildup of antibodies is causing probably the rampant spread and uh, what um, Mr. Chang is describing. I think the difference is that in the United States, fortunately, uh, we have uh, many people who are vaccinated and also the Omicron variant did run through the Northeast quite significantly. And we're finding that even though the cases are up, for example, of this new XBB15 variant in the Northeast of the United States, we're not seeing as many ICU beds occupied because so many people uh, have had uh, immunity because we've had less severe lockdowns. Uh, like I said in the past, I worry about countries like New Zealand and Australia that had severe lockdowns. And once they let people out. Some of the airplanes I heard they got diverted to Australia. Have you heard yeah, that, so- uh, Gordon Chang? Excuse me, John. I didn't catch what you said. Some of the planes got diverted to uh, Australia. That I didn't hear, no. Um, But um, the the point is that, you know, as the doctor said, um, um, 
China didn't vaccinate people effectively because the Chinese vaccines are not very effective, especially against Omicron variants. And uh, they did not, uh, as I mentioned, um, think about what would happen should there be a general outbreak as is now occurring. Now, Russia Russia doesn't have a problem like that. Did you say Russia? Russia. I don't think they have an Omicron problem. No, no, what they have there is they're using a medicine called Avigan, which is a repurposed drug that was developed in Japan. And as soon as someone gets diagnosed, they give people antiviral pills immediately. And they're using it also in Turkey. And they're using it in Vietnam, Singapore. So there are actually cheap antivirals. So why aren't the Chinese Chinese bringing it up? Again, they actually are. In China, they're developing a new oral antiviral because eventually that's what gets you out of these things. We have Paxlovid and we have oral antivirals. That's another advantage. We have a city, we have a urgent care centers on every corner. People can be tested immediately and they can be, they're given antivirals immediately because antiviral pills block and kill every variant because they stop the copy machine. Unlike vaccines and antibodies, they target specific strains, whereas we have access to these pills. So if they did a mass scale and they had Paxlovid in China and everyone who got immediately diagnosed took it, the numbers would be very different and they'd be in a better We got one minute, situation. guys. What, what else you want to tell well, well in say, China right now, it's okay. Go ahead. Yeah, in China right now, they don't ban the importation of Paxlovid, but they are not import using government resources to do that, and they're using government propaganda um, basically to complain against Pfizer about not dropping their prices on Paxlovid, where mm-hmm. they obviously have a lot of resources in which to import it. The good news is it's less deadly now in the United States, and the ICU beds are not filling up. And thank God we have Operation Warp Speed and the antivirals available to us. Well, thank you, uh, Dr. Chang, and thank you, uh, Dr. Mihalos. And I promoted you again, Dr. Chang. And, <laughs> thank you so much, John. And thank happy you. new year to all. And what do we all stand for? Truth, Truth justice, and the American way. way. And thank you, Judge Weinberg. <laughs>